Welcome to Tarati Mecha Nach Yomi with the OU Initiative. My name is Marcy Stern. Today we will be completing Sefer Hoshea by studying Paragudalid chapter 14. In Paragud Gimel chapter 13, the Navi tells us how their sins of idolatry and hubris will bring about their demise quickly, like the morning cloud that disappears, the early dew that dissipates, chaff blown away, and smoke that evaporates in the air. Their enemies are described as ferocious animals who will tear apart their prey. Remorse will be hidden from my eyes, Hashem says. Midat harachami, mercy, will be displaced by midat hadin, judgment. Asher, Assyria, will come like a powerful east wind and will dry up the springs of Ephraim and plunder all his possessions. Yosef, the father of Ephraim, was compared to a tree flourishing by the water, as the Pasuk says in Breshit Perak Memteth. Ben Porat Yosef, Ben Porat Alei Ayin. Now his strength will wither. The first Pasuk of, of Perak Yudalid summarizes the situation. Tesham Shomron Kimartabe Lokeha. The capital of the ten tribes, Shomron, will be laid to waste for she rebelled against Hashem. Bacher of Yupolu, there will fall by the sword. Ololehem your tashu, and the infants will be dashed. Vaharyotav yuvuka'u, and the pregnant women will be, stomachs will be split open. Again, the horrific description of the cruelty dealt to even pregnant women and children, as, we, as was described already in Prakim 9 and 10 a fate that sounds all too familiar to us from Mechilat Eicha and other horrific times in our history. We then begin the famous Haftorah we say on Shabbos between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Haftorah that gives the Shabbos its name, Shabbos Shuva. In it, we will no longer hear of the many sins of Bnei Yisrael and the horrific consequences of their deeds that leads to exile. Rather, we hear the heartfelt plea of Hashem through his Navi Hoshea for tshuva, and he explains to them where they went wrong and what they have to confess. Ultimately then, Hashem will bless them, and they will flourish, and their relationship with Hashem be restored. Pasuk Bet. Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem alokecha, ki chashalta ba'avonecha. Return Yisrael, go back to Hashem your God for you have stumbled in your own sinfulness. Meaning, your sins have tripped you up. They are causing you to fall and be punished. Since it has been decreed that you will fall, Shomron, it is immediately important for you to do tshuva so you can be saved, the Mari Cross says. The Yalkut Shmoni brings a mashal to explain this. The mushal of a son of a king who has erred in his ways and is sentenced to imprisonment by his father. An advisor of the king warns the son that the father will imprison him until he begs for mercy and then he will forgive him. And so the advisor says, it is up for you to beg for mercy before the punishment and he will surely then forgive you. So to Hosea says to the nation, Hashem plans to punish you in exile until you repent. Return to him now, Shuv Yisrael Ad Hashem to avoid this bitter fate. 
The commentaries pay particular attention to one specific word in this opening phrase, Shuvi Yisrael Ad Hashem Elokecha. On face value, it sounds as if we can return only until Hashem, as if there will nonetheless still be a curtain between us and Hashem, despite our tshuva. Rashi answers, Tanei uh, B'Shem Rebeir. It is said in the name of Rebeir, Shuva Yisrael ba'od shehu b'midat harachamim, v'im lav elokecha midat hadin. Ad does not mean until, but rather while he still is. Do tshuva while Hashem is still using the name, the mita Hashem, meaning mita sarachami, mercy. Because if not, he will become elokecha, which is mitas hadin. And any defense will then be transformed into prosecution. Return now while the best time is here. Radak, in a different vein, references Chazal, who say, How great is tshuva that it reaches all the way to the seat of Hashem, the throne, the holy throne of Hashem. Ad does mean until, but the Pasuk wants to emphasize the incredible power of tshuva to reach all the way to the Kisei HaKov, the throne of Hashem in the heavens. Tshuva is like a powerful barrier between the nation and punishment. It can appeal directly to Hashem on the Kisei HaKavod. Nothing can stop it from entering the Holy of Holies in Shamayim, in the heaven. The advice goes on, Pasukimel. Hashem. Take words with you and return to Hashem. What words? The words of vidui, confession. Radak says so beautifully, I'm not asking anything from you like silver or, or, or gold. And not sacrifices. Hashem wants true tshuva. He wants that we should confess that which we have sinned. And return to Hashem with our whole hearts. And not just with lip service. The Navi goes on. He provides the actual words that they should say. What are they? Kultisa avon, Hashem, forgive our sins. Vikach tov, and take good. What good? The Meforshim explain. Accept our good intentions, our good heart. We know we have erred so much, but we meant well. Or, that's Radak, or as Rashi says, Judge us on our few good deeds that we have done. We recognize we have a long way to go, and there is so much more to do. But kachtov, take the little bit of good that we have done. Or another explanation of Rashi, kachtov, accept our praise of you, Hashem. As the Pasuk says, tov lahodos lahashem. It is good to praise Hashem. For what we praise shows a lot about us. Do we 
praise sillinesses or do we praise the greatness of God? And then he says, Unishama parim svatenu, and let our lips substitute for the bulls of our sacrifice. Radak comments that as much as a korban is important, it is not valuable unless there is vidui, unless there is um, confession. These three words, unishamim parim svatenu, are the famous source for the substitution of tefillah, prayer, in the place of karbanos that we do not have anymore, sacrifices, as the focus of our avoda, of our service to Hashem. Permit me to read you a small passage from our davening that we read during a section called karbanos in Shachris, the morning prayer. And this section follows the brachos and is before Baruch She'amar. In Karbanos, we say, Ribon Ha'olamim, Master of the Worlds, Atzat Ata Tzivitanu Lahakriv Korban Hatamid Bamoato. You commanded us to bring continual offerings at the set time. Viliyotko Animba Vodatam Ulavi'im Baduchanam Vyisrael Bamaamadam. And that the Kohanim be at their assigned service the Levites on their platform, and the Israelites at their station. But now through our sins, the holy temple is destroyed. And and this korban tamid is now discontinued. And we have neither Kohen at his service, nor the Levite on his platform, nor the Israelite at his station. But you said, Let our lips compensate for the bulls. Therefore, may it be your will. Hashem elokeinu velokeavoteinu. Hashem our God and the God of our forefathers. That the prayer of our lips be worthy, acceptable, and favorable before you. As if we have brought the korban tamid at its set time, and we had stood at its station. B'nai Yisrael complete their vidui and their tshuva process in Pasuk Dalit. Ashur lo yeshienu, Ashur Assyria will not save us. We no longer will ask for his aid. Asus lo nirkav, we will not ride upon the Egyptian horses. We will not reach out to Mitzrayim for help. Lo nomar od eloheinu lamaasei yadenu. We will no longer say, O oh gods, to idols who, made, who we made with our own hands. Asher yatom. We know that you only, Hashem, can provide mercy to the orphans. Our hope, Rashi says, is only in you. Here we find an essential ingredient of tshuva, Kabbalah al-ha'atid, accepting not to sin again in the future.
Upon completion by the nation of their words of tshuva, Hashem will respond to them as a loving father who has been reconnected with his son. I will mend their rebelliousness, cure them from their ill ways. I will love them out of the graciousness of my heart. Hashem describes vividly the blessings he will bestow on us subsequently. To me, at least, these psukim seem like the sightings of a lush oasis in a dry and arid land after wandering endlessly in a desert. Pasuk Vav, Ketal Yisrael. I, Hashem, will be like never-ending dew to my people. I love them so much. Note the reappearance of the name Eheyeh. Do you remember it? Perak Aleph at the end, he said, Vanochi lo Eheyeh lahem. And here he says, Eheyeh ketal Yisrael. I once again will be with them like dew. And you can almost picture Hashem in the Shemaim showering down upon us all the water that is needed to grow. The Pasuk continues, Yisrael will blossom like a lily, quickly. And he will set down roots as deep as the trees of the Lebanon. Signs of stability. B'nai Yisrael would be deeply rooted in the land of Eretz Yisrael, not to be kicked out again. Yalchu Yom Kotav, his tender branches will spread wide. Targum explains he will have sons and grandsons that will multiply in the land. Vihi Chazayit Hodo, and his glory will be like that of an olive tree whose leaves remain moist all the time. So too B'nai Yisrael will be blessed with all sorts of goodness constantly. V'reach lo chalavanon, and his fragrance will be as the trees of the Lebanon, famous for their scent and aroma. So too will the good name of B'nai Yisrael be known from afar. Pasukhet, yashuvu yoshvei v'tzilo, B'nai Yisrael will return to their land, and Sidra, she explains, in the shadow and protection of Hashem. They will be revived once again as grain. Just as grain satiates man, so too the mitzvahs of the Torah will be our spiritual sustenance once again. And they will flower like vines. And just as the vines renew themselves each year, so too their benefits will never cease. Their reputation will be like the wine of the Lebanon of Lebanon, which is acclaimed throughout the land. The land will be restored to its vitality and give forth all its blessings. All these magnificent similes and metaphors directly replace the similes and metaphors that we sadly became accustomed to hearing in the past chapters of Hosea. To give you just one, Perektet Pasuk Tet Zion, who caught Ephraim, Ephraim was smitten, Shorasham Yavesh, her roots are withered and dry, pre Balya Asun, they will not produce fruit, Gabkiye Leidun, even if they had give birth, Vehimati Machamade, Vietnam, their children be killed. Compared that to what we just heard, Yisrael, they will be rain. They will be 
um, rooted in the land, stability. And they will blossom and have food. And their tender branches will spread out. There will be children and grandchildren. They are no longer the bereft, conquered nation that the nation looks up to by all. They will be like a light unto the nations. They no longer challenge the words of the Navi, but live by the precepts of the Torah. Yashuvu Yechayu Dagan. It is fascinating to note the echoes in this parak to the Sefer of Shira Shirin. Three times B'nai Israel are compared to things in the Levanon. Levanon, an oft-mentioned word in Sefer Shir Hashirim, the Sefer, the book that depicts the love story between Hashem and B'nai Yisrael. Yifrach kashoshana, they will blossom like a lily, it says in Pasuk Vav. It reminds us of a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, Perik Bet, Pasuk Ted Zion, Dodi Liva Anilo Haroeba Shoshanim, by my beloved is mine, and I am and I am his, he who pastures amongst the lilies. What a perfect way to close Safer Hosea, a safer that opens with the Navi being told to marry a Zona, a prostitute, telling us of the unfaithfulness of our nation to Hashem. After countless entreaties to correct their ways and beware of the severe punishments on the way, Hashem lets us know that he believes that we can and will de- do tshuva and that we will once again be betrothed to him Their love bond will be forever restored. The Navi then ends the Sefer with perhaps one of the most well-known psukim from Hosea. Who is wise and will understand these things? Who is understanding and will know them? For the ways of Hashem are straight. The righteous will walk in them. And the sinners will stumble over them. This last phrase of Perak Yodalad, brings us back to Pasuk Beis, the beginning of the Haftorah of Shabbat Shuvah. Shuvah Yisrael at Hashem Elokecha, ki chashalta ba'avonecha. Return to Hashem because your sins have caused you to stumble. The Navi challenges us to understand the difference between those that faithfully follow the straight path of the Torah and those who stumble. The poshim, the corrupt, see only difficulties and impossibilities in the dictates of the Torah. They only see the mitzvot as antiquated and unreasonable, and so they distort them or ignore them and thereby stumble. Rabbi Lesser Mibalgensi adds that the poshim, the sinners, see the ways of Hashem as a source of their downfall since they are interested only in their own physical pleasures and desires. The mitzvot are roadblocks to them on their way to self-gratification and success as they see it. The tzadikim, on the other hand, see the Torah as an Eitzchayim, a tree of life, and so succeed. If you remember in Perak Yud Gimel, Hosea called Yisrael ben Lochacham, 
a foolish son who does not act wisely. Now at the conclusion of the Sefer of the book, he turns to Yisrael and to us and says, Mi ela, who yet can be the Chacham and understand? The message is clear. Follow the ways of Torah in order to achieve true success, in order to reestablish a union with Hashem, or choose to stumble through your own designs. The choice was theirs. The choice is ours. Thank you so much for learning together and being Messiah with me, the Sefer of Hosea, Le'iloi Nishmas Riva Schwab, Rivka Bas Alexander Sender.